Now listen to me. Listen to me. You listen to me closer than you've ever listened to me before. Listen to yourself. You got heart, charisma, and a lot of skill. You should feel real proud. I believe you can do anything you put your mind to. You can't beat yourself up because you're taking chances on things. Every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle. You're dealing with it. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're being a man about it. This is all yours to take. It depends on how much you want. You've earned this. The right to win. Put that in your head. It's time for you to give the best you got. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you something. There's a joy to this game, is there not? Yes, sir. This is a game we are going to win. This is the game that people are going to talk about for years to come. And I'm asking you right here, right now, right now, right here, right now, right here. This is it, right here, right now. You got a job to do. Nothing else. This is within your reach. And I can promise you I won't stop until you get there. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here. We appreciate SB Nation, as always, for kind of putting the stuff out here. And I think we're on episode 10 today, which is pretty cool, Making our, our marking our 10th episode. So very neat. And I'm excited for our guest today because it's actually, I believe, our first player father today is joining the show. We have Landon Young's dad, Randall, on. And I've heard nothing but awesome things about Randall. So thanks so much for um, coming on the Dad Podcast. Yep. Glad to be here. Thank you. So usually, Randall, I didn't tee you up for this at all, so I really apologize. But um, we not- always, sometimes when we start, we talk about uh, TV dads. Do you have like a, a TV dad or a movie dad that you kind of see yourself in or that you just like watching? Oh, that's a... <laughs> I know, I'll put you on the spot with that one. I apologize. I'll say one. I, was, yeah. I usually try to do a different one. Tim Taylor from Tulsa. Nice. That, hey, that's two in a row, actually. I, I said that last time. Good yeah. one, good one. And good also one. from Last Man Standing. Nice, yep, yep. We're probably going to put a clip in the middle of this, of uh, which I've actually never seen the show, but I know the Friday Night Lights dad gets a lot of praise, too, so I might try oh, to find a, a motivational yeah. thing from him today because I've actually never actually seen that, but... Anyway, I'm so, so thankful that you, that you, um, you know, agreed to come on the show because I actually today yeah. learned a lot more about Landon that I knew. And I knew a lot of the stuff on the field and even off the field. But once I really sure. started going through his resume, particularly off the field, <laughs> I mean, it's just evident, Randall, what a great job you did raising him. And he's just an amazing kid. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, we owe a lot to the Lord. He's, he's, he's guided us through all this and we have a deep faith. So yeah, I know that that's something that that I've heard, you know, from almost everybody that's ever mentioned you guys is how deeply rooted in your faith. And just to give the listeners a little bit of context in case they were like me and, and didn't know um, maybe just how deep that goes and that translates to off the field. So I'm just going to read a few things here. The first one being this was Landon Young's message to the Big Blue Nation once he um, decided, you know, return for his senior season. It says, Big Blue Nation, after sitting out the 2018 season due to injury, I got to experience the love and support that the BBN has for their own. It made me realize that this university is more than a school. It's my home. When I thought about leaving, I realized there were things I still wanted to accomplish, and without another year, it wouldn't be possible. I'm excited to play one more season and wear the state of Kentucky across my chest, sincerely, Landon Young. And so that's a big difference, right, Randall? I mean, you guys are like homegrown cats people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're born and raised in the bluegrass. So Did you he, know he actually, that? I'm sorry. He was actually born in West Kentucky, but he only lived there for a year. But we have farms over in, in Grayson County, Kentucky. And so he was born uh, in Bowen Green when we lived at the farm. 
but I was raised here in Bluegrass in Lexington. Then we came back here uh, after he was a year old. So it, it, it's just, uh, it fits, it, it feels right. It fits. And we're big, big fans of the BBN. I have been for ever since I was a little fellow. So, awesome. Ahead, awesome. I want I wanted to go through, too, just a little bit of Landon's accomplishments off the field just to kind of draw a comparison to, man, I said you guys did such a good job, you know, with him. So the first thing is, uh, so named to the SEC Fall Academic Honor Roll, and this is a really big one, captain mm-hmm. of the 2019 All-State AFCA Good Works team, an annual award given to college football players for the impact that they make off the field, and he was the first team captain in the history of the school. That was a big deal. It really was. There's been several nominated at UK and several get on the team, but he was the first one to be ever elected as a captain. And that, that meant a lot. His, I mean, those are things that go way beyond football. Football, your body can only take for so long, but your legacy uh, isn't always football. It's, it's what you leave for the community, what you return to the people, you return to the people that have been so good to you. And he, he believes in that. We all believe in that. That's how he was raised, how I was raised. You know, you, you, you share your blessings, and that's what, what he's done. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been evident, the evident, the way that all of your whole family just treats people with respect and interacts with them. And I wasn't done either. He has so much more of these. Let's see, named to the SEC Community Service Team, inducted into the Frank G. Ham Society of Character, which honors Wildcats who have shown extraordinary commitment to academic eth- excellence, athletic participation, personal development, yeah. career pe- preparation, and serving as a role model. So that's just another huge one. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. He, I told him from the very beginning when he was just really young that and starting to get some notoriety that there's going to be a lot of eyes looking at you and you really need to make sure you, you be a good example. But you, you certainly don't want to be responsible for being a bad example. And you have that on your conscience for the rest of your life. And he's, he's always tried to, to fulfill that and been just a good good boy throughout the whole thing and kept kept his nose clean. And I'm very, very, very proud of that. That off the field is, is, to me, more important than on the field. But, you know, on the field is great. That's icing on the cake. But character is so important. You know, you know back years and years, a, a, a very important one, like Martin Luther King says, the character of a man. I think that's so important to have the character. I don't care who they are. And and there's a lot of good kids on that team with good character. Some coaches on that team with some super character. It, it's just a good, good, well-run program. Absolutely. And then even better, too, it's like, you know, you talk about those things that he does off the field and how much blessing he's received in return because, I mean, right. it is all going to pay off for him. Tenfold, and you know, you you see so many of those top recruits that you know it doesn't pan out over four years, especially with a you know a guy like Landon that suffered a really tough injury and had yep. to overcome that. But did you ever think though? Because I was just laughing with my dad. I'm at my parents right now. Yeah. That for decades, uh-huh. decades, it was that Kentucky gets pushed around. They're not strong enough in the oh, trenches. Yeah. They're never going to compete um, just because we're right. too small and just you know didn't have the depth at that you know the line. And now, I mean, your son, Drake Jackson, like a, these local kids have came and totally transformed oh, yeah. that. Did you ever imagine a scenario that would play out like that? No, wouldn't have ever imagined. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. It just feels like we're, we're surreal. It's, it, it shouldn't be happening is what it seems like, but it is. And I pinch myself every once in a while to make sure I'm awake. It's not a dream. <laughs> these, these kids really 
they cared enough to stay at this university. They could have gone a lot of places. Um, Auburn, Alabama, they, you know, Florida. There was a, just tons of schools after these guys. And, and they could have gone to Ohio State. I mean, there was a lot of them. But they felt an obligation and a draw to Kentucky, not, not only because they're, they're Kentucky boys, but they wanted to be the ones that changed this. And, I mean, it starts back in that class of 14, really. And, you know, Drew Barker and that group, Pete, and they, they, were, they were trying to do that. But by the time Landon and them got up, they could see the vision the coaches were talking about. And it really made a, made a huge impact on their lives. They, they, they bought in. So. And no disrespect at all to the previous generations of Kentuckians that have tried this, but it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. And I was always yeah. one that never – I never really, you know, had huge – issues with the struggles that Kentucky had basically just because it just oh, yeah. takes year after year of, you know, getting Landon Youngs and signing them and getting them to buy in. So you're absolutely right. I mean, I think all of us pinch ourselves a little bit now and then, especially heading into this season with the, you know, highest expectations ever. You know, there, there there's a couple of things you really got to, got to thank for the, this couple of people, uh, Mitch Barnhart and the, and, and the, the, the people, the powers that be, Gave Stoops enough time to develop, and gave him the the time to develop these boys and the the look for the talent, and gave him the freedom to do what he needed to do. And then you got Coach John Slarman. I'll just be honest. Uh, without those two men, Landon probably wouldn't have come here. Uh, he probably would have gone to another school. But those two men are men of honor, men of integrity. They they've done everything they said they do, and they didn't promise him the moon and stars. They, they told him at the beginning that the only thing they promised him was a chance. You know, they said that the stars mean nothing other than it got our attention about you. And, you know, we did our own assessment. But stars won't get you into the SEC. Stars will, will get you an open door, but you got to keep yourself in the SEC. You got to earn your, your place there. And he, he, had, he came in with that expectation that he would get an opportunity, but he wasn't promised anything. So uh, I think that's a great way to do it. And, and they're to the point now where, you know, they don't have to take just anybody. They can take whoever they want now. And it's yeah, – and I don't say that in a bragging way, and I certainly don't mean any disrespect to the past players. You know, there's always been some studs on every team, but there's not been a great depth of it. Now you've got depth at every position. It's amazing. You've got – you know, out on the, in the old line of, uh, room, you've got – 15 or 18 guys there that are all capable of playing the SEC. We never had that, just like you said. That was never a U.K. thing. That was an Alabama thing or, you know, some Florida sometimes, you know, Tennessee back in their A-day. Those were those, were those kind of things. We, we just couldn't hold – we couldn't hold four quarters together because we didn't have the depth and the legs. Now we do. We can mm-hmm. do it. And you're right, yeah, they have so many options at each position. But I want to get into more of the dad stuff, but since we're talking about yeah. football and just kind of oh, a, yeah. just unbelievable trajectory of your son, have you thought about it at all? And, I mean, just are you trying to – I'm sure you're trying to live in the moment, but just, the, you know, the, your, the potential of your son playing in the National Football League and just how quickly oh, things could change. He could be in, you know, Seattle, Miami. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that goes to girls' mind. It has, has to be exciting. It is. It's. I, I, I tell people all the time I'm living a father's dream. Uh, any any father would would love to have what I got, and I'm not saying that in a bragging way. I, I, in fact, I don't think it's even fair because I never was a. I was a, a, a participated sports, but I never was a big sports fan. 
I didn't know all the statistics and all that. I had friends that did, and I always thought it was unfair that I get a kid like this and they don't. <laughs> and I just, but it's it is the luck of the draw. But it, it, I never do it. Be honest, when he was young, I never thought he was that good at this stuff. And, and probably till his freshman year, I, I was still taking him around to long snap camps and track and field camps, thinking he's going to get a partial scholarship. I didn't even know that they could get full scholarships in football. I thought it was all partial, and I, I learned a lot quick. I mean, it was trial by fire for dads, too. Um, but, you know, when I think about the possibility of playing in the NFL and the, the potential for him, the sky's the limit. He, it's his to lose at this point. He, he, he has the drive. He has the ability. He has the God-given talents. And, you know, he has the opportunity. And so, you know, who wouldn't you – know, a lot of guys would give their left arm for that. But right. he's getting he's getting opportunities I never had. I never was good like that though. So, it, it, like I said, it's a dream. I, I I have to think about you know, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you too, Randall. I should have started with this, but obviously, Landon Young yeah. is just a monster human being. I mean, he's humongous. Oh, yeah. How tall are you? Are you a big guy? You're sitting down. I can't tell. I'm six one. I was six wow. two. Highest probably and. I've, I'm well over 300 pounds, but uh, I never was as tall as him in stature. We think that came from my my side of the family. Her side of the family doesn't have tall men at all. My wife's relatively tall. She's about 5'8". But the uh, I had a great-grandpa that was 6'4". And so, you know, that would have been back – he'd been born in the 1800s. So you're talking about uh, a very large man for the, the yeah. time. So that's where we think. We don't know. Plus, he had good nutrition. ate a lot. But I say good nutrition. He didn't always take advantage of that. A lot of chicken McNuggets, believe it or not. <laughs> well, man, that is surprising. A lot of chicken McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never guessed that, 6'1 and 5'8", because every even, – even actually saw the picture of him um, representing as the captain of the All-State yeah. team. And it was like, oh, those other guys were just paled in comparison to him. And you mentioned something, too, just about food. So I know, and I've been told, and, you know, I could, I've seen this before, but so Landon grew up on the farm, right? He's a farm boy. Oh, yeah, yeah he, we, he didn't live on the farm except for one year, but he, he was around. We own farms still, and we go down to the farm uh, at least half the weekends out of the year uh, when it's not football season, of course. And I, I put him to work all the time. This year already, he's he's painted a barn. He's helped me build a building. Uh, he's he's helped me uh, uh, cover up a bunch of spots that were uh, that were uh, stripped out where the cows have been. We we lease our farm out for cattle. And then he helped me put in a water line for me and for my neighbor. And so he's he's a busy guy. He, I keep him keep him busy all the time when I can. And then he helps me. I've got five acres here in Jessamine County. And he comes over and helps me with that when I need it to. But he's capable. He's very capable of all that. But throwing some bales of hay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he pushed around a lot of hay this year. And then, Randall, too, you already mentioned, I thought it was, it was amazing, actually, that you just kind of – you mentioned Martin Luther King when you were kind of talking about your faith and treating people yeah. with respect. And I, I know that Landon was one of the more outspoken voices when – the team sure. went out and their, you know, Black Lives Matter support. And I actually re-listened to his speech today. So it definitely sounds like that's something that runs in the face, particularly sure. special because, again, talking about Landon, you know, being a farm boy from Kentucky and the influence that yeah. he has, I think it's just so so impactful that, that he's choosing to be that voice to step up and kind of lead the charge for that team. 
I'm proud of that. None. I mean, we're we're colorblind. It doesn't matter. Everybody's the same in the heart. Everybody's made by God in His image. It doesn't matter what color you are. Uh, it's the character that matters, in my opinion. And you know, there's good character people and bad character people of all races. It doesn't matter. We just we end it there, and it, we have friends of all colors. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you can see, and I always think too, I mean, I don't think there could be more diversity than on a college yeah. campus and especially probably on a college football team. I mean, kids are all, all over the country, oh, wow. every every walk of life. So it, it, you could really see why that's the group of people, I guess, in the country that's really kind of leading the charges because they're, they are. you know, they're- well, He's been exposed to that ever since he was been in these sports and doing national sports, discus and shot put and football exposed to people from all nations and, and all, all nationalities, races. I, it, I think it's been great for him. It gives him respect and understanding of people of different culture and different, different mores. And, and uh, it's just been a good learning for him. And, but he, he respects people. You, you always give people respect just regardless. And some of them earn it, some of them don't, but you always try to be respectful. That's what we try. I saw too that Landon mentioned in his profile on the website that if he, you know, he doesn't want to play in the NFL, that he would be a veterinarian. So I'm sure he loves That's animals correct. being on the farm. <laughs> That's right. He, he's been one. He's wanted to be a veterinarian long before he ever played football. He was six when he decided he wanted to be a veterinarian, and he's never wavered off of that. Now, whether he'll get a chance to do that, I don't know. He's got an animal science degree, and he's getting a second major in. Uh, in ag economics uh, since he's a fifth year senior. Um, I guess he will eventually uh, apply for a med or for a vet school, but right now the getting ready for the NFL has been his priority. He's going to, um, of course, continue uh, in this fall semester. And once the fall semester's over, he'll, he'll start training. Assuming he stays healthy, he'll start training for the combine. So, Has he mentioned, does he have like a, a favorite team or a favorite area of the country? Has he mentioned anything like a dream scenario for him? I, he loves the Packers. He, he loves the Eagles. Um, there, there's a lot of, a lot of teams. He, he'll be happy to go to whatever team wants him. And he's, uh, he, he'll be an easy to work with guy. He's coachable. He's not going to be a, he's never been a trouble in the locker room or anything, but he's, he likes, he likes to. He would like to find a place where there's a you know a good bunch of uh, Christian young men that you know have good character and and uh, he just wants to be a, at a place where he can be accepted and be helpful. And you know, linemen linemen don't ask a lot. They they don't require a lot. They're they're <laughs> yeah. thankless and they they don't require that. They didn't ask for that uh, thanks and accolades. They're just glad to show and do their job. Yeah, and, and you know, too, we've just been talking about what an amazing person he is off the field. And considering kind of the state of the country and the world right now, I think that, you know, when these NFL guys really dig in, that's probably going to be one of the, I guess, probably biggest years where they're really going to take that stuff more serious, especially considering who knows, he might not even get, you know, the same opportunities that players no, typically get not. to show off. And I'm, uh, I'm very proud of us too, Randall. We've made it like over 20 minutes and I don't think we've talked about COVID-19 yet. So no. <laughs> I'm proud of us. But um, what does that look like from Kentucky's campus? Has he shared anything with you? Just does he feel comfortable? I'm sure it was weird at first. He thinks uh, the training facility, and I've heard Pascal talk about the same thing, that 
it's probably one of the safest places in Kentucky, if not the nation. I mean, they, they're extremely careful what they do over there. If those boys are ever exposed there, it'll be a mistake. I mean, it, I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, but the, the training staff and the, the coaches, they take it extremely serious. They do not want to expose these boys, and they, they're very careful. They want to keep these boys safe. And it, it goes back to the way they are anytime when it comes to injuries or kind of the boys' health. They always put the boys' health first. I've, I've been very pleased with that. When Landon got injured, they treated him great. And I, I haven't heard you know, very many people ever say anything different. But the, the COVID thing, I mean, it, it's serious. And there's, there's certainly people that are being affected. But I don't think, by and large, a lot of the younger people are being affected nearly as bad. But there'll be one. There's always a bell curve and people on both sides. But those guys take it really, really serious, and it's, it's not a game to them. So it, it's difficult. You know, everything has been made more difficult by this. But these guys are ready. I mean, Landon, Landon and, and I think he, he echoes the same sentiment as most of them. They're ready to play. They're, they've been pinned up. They're ready to go. Uh, and, and it's going to happen, I think. I'm optimistic. I'm always optimistic. But I think Mitch Barnhart and his crew are doing a great job. And, and they're kind of somewhat under the constraints of the governor and, and the SEC commissioner. You know, what, what's going to happen there, I don't know. But I, I think probably by 1st of August, we'll have a fairly clear picture. They're, gonna, they're wanting to see this current situation get past, get past this current situation with the spike in numbers. But, you know, everything's opening. You're going to have a spike in numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was expected. Uh, you just didn't know what, how much. So I, I think when, that, when we get over that part, I think we're going to have a clear picture. I still think we're going to have fans in the stand. I just don't know how many. Right. I'm thinking uh, hopefully at least half, but I don't know. I, that's not from any source either. That's just me speculating. Yeah, I think you. most people feel the same way. I, I said the other day that Mitch Barnhart should reach out to Vandy's AD because they've been playing yeah. without fans forever. <laughs> Social distancing before it was even cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about I'm Randall? Curious. So you just got a, a daughter-in-law, right? So Landon got married recently. Yeah. That's right. That's Saturday. Yeah, it was a great, great ceremony. He's, she's a beautiful girl and beautiful family. You know, we couldn't have, we couldn't have picked better if we had to. Of course, thank goodness it was up to him. <laughs> he did a great job. He he overkicked his coverage. There's no nice. no question. And she's a super girl. But they they had a great ceremony. A lot of tears cried out of joy and happiness. Um, it was just a very touching time. They, uh, they, they honored God throughout the whole ceremony, and they, they love each other dearly. And they've got great examples on both sides of the family of people that have been married for long times, and they know it's a lifetime commitment. It's not something to take lightly. And I think that they will be married the rest of their lives. Awesome, man. I know that that's a great feeling, and I'm, I'm blessed with the wife that's the same way. I know I got the right one, and we have the family yep. support, and – it means all the difference in the world. And this is a great segue to kind of wrap it up, too, because I'm obligated every episode to tell a dad joke. I didn't tee you up, so I won't make you. But in lieu of what we were talking about with the wedding, my dad joke this week is, how do you attract a country girl's attention? A tractor. <laughs> I like it. I thought that would be good for Landon. Good and he just got married, and, um, you know, he grew up on the farm. And my probably my biggest takeaway of all this, Randall is just, um, 
you just confirming that like what we pretty much already know, but you know, coming from you, it's the, you know, just so genuine. And in particularly just, I mean, it, you, you ran out of things to talk about that he's helped you in the community with, um, you know, you, you were just forgetting them. He's done so many. So he's amazing. Well, you guys have done such a good job. Well, it, it, his mother is very, very important in all this. It's not just me. And his grandparents. He had grandparents on my side that were really good, and he's got grandparents currently on minor minor passed away, but his uh, grandparents on his mother's side are still with us, and they're they're super people. And and uh, and my wife is super. She's she's a lot to you know. She doesn't get the the notoriety that she deserves because she made a big difference in his life. So I, well, where, I wherever there's credit. a Wherever there's a good dad on the dad podcast, there's not a good mom behind, or there's usually a good mom right behind them. That's for sure. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And there is behind most of us men that have any success and we well, don't give them enough credit. Well, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. It was inspirational to me. I had a busy day and I always enjoy doing this. Hopefully it felt good. Do you usually get the feedback All that right. the dads really, you know, like kind of talking about that stuff because you know, they're proud of everyone's proud of their kid. And thank you for being giving me the opportunity to talk about that. You're welcome. You got to promise me that uh, we'll catch up when we play some football. Yeah, absolutely. And just call me anytime. You got my email, and then get a hold of me, and I'll be glad to do this. Be best. Let me just ask you one question. Can you play like champions? How much you willing to sacrifice yourselves out in this field? Because I promise you. They're going to come at you with everything they've got. And this is our time. This is your time. I want you to know I'm proud to take the field with you. I have never been more proud of a team than I am right now. You be proud of yourselves. Because, gentlemen, you are champions. Take that with you.